fun one, and you're listening to it right now. Are you just so thrilled about that, aren't you? Aren't uh, you? Yes, you are. Welcome to the Island Shuffle, <laughs> home of the where we talk about loss, but in the wrong order. It, we talk about it, but boy, you better believe we're not talking in the right order. It's going to be the wrong order every time. Every single time. Every single we haven't even watched two in a row yet, and we are on episode 65. Yep, you got that right, buddy. And I'll tell hey, you what. And wait. Hey. We did not celebrate last time. No. But we actually passed another square root. Oh, yeah. Show. We did it. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's the next one? That was eight. Nine times nine. Which 81. is 81. So it'll be a yeah. minute 81, before we get there. And then 100. 100. And then. 121 is, I'm pretty sure, the square of 11, isn't it? Is it not? Um, 11 times 10 is 110. Yeah, 121. Yeah, That'll baby. be our finale. Yeah. Wow. How about okay, that? Okay, so all you math heads out here, the show's finally starting to pay off. Finally. We're, you know, giving, what you l- giving you what you love. We're paying attention to the mail that you're giving us. Honestly, this show is for smart people only, and smart uh-huh. people know things like the numbers that are square-rooted. Smart, smart people know um, how long to put the popcorn in any microwave that's a hard skill to have and it varies you can look at a microwave and you can look at a bag of popcorn and say two minutes 3.5 seconds Uh uh-huh well my microwave is very slow you could do three and a half minutes it would take and on the bag it says two minutes and it's like where is the consistency well this is why we need smart people in the world because they're gonna pop our popcorn without burning it or undercooking it also that's what i always sort of thought so welcome to the island shuffle welcome to the island shuffle this podcast for smart people who know how to microwave a popped corn if if you've ever popped a corn this is the show for you Uh, and listen, what the heck episode did we watch this week? We watched season four, episode two, Confirmed Dead. Who? What? That's such a grim title. Who could be confirmed dead? Um, One person. Mm-hmm. Actually, a bunch of people, but they weren't actually dead. What? Oh, this is all about outsiders coming inside. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is about, you know, taking our ragtag group of plane crash survivors mm-hmm. and introducing them to a ragtag group of boat excavationers <laughs> and they just get together and you know what they don't get along at first sparks fly sparks fly is this a workshop where a buzzsaw is cutting a piece of steel better because put on your welding mask sparks are flying every sparks are flying way. uh and Aww. listen uh, this episode doesn't really have a focus. No. Uh, what it does instead have is, w- like, flashbacks dedicated to each of the f- freighter people that we uh-huh. meet in this episode. And so, because of its weird structure, I don't know how you want to handle this this one. Maybe let's, um, good question. I feel like this Island one might be, a, this one, this one might be, out of the way? I kind of feel like this one might be a good one to do, like, just actually, like, beat for beat. Because oh yeah. there's cool. no continuity between any of the flashbacks, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. There is no continuity. No. So let's just start at the start for once. Okay. Where where did it start? It starts with uh, grimy footage of uh, undersea cam scouting, oh, scouting yeah. under the seas. And there's clips and there's numbers on the screen. There's a number that's just going up for uh-huh. some reason. There's a number called distance that's just going up. The distance number is going up. That one I sort of get. The signal number is also just going all the way up. I don't get that one. That one's a little uh weird. I yeah. don't You know what? I'm not going to c- claim to be an expert on uh drone submarines and how they work. Drone rescue submarines. But 
this is the show for smart people. So if any smarties out there have a, <laughs> have, an, have any idea why the number go up, please. Please Ca- put it in the mail. Put it in the mail. Send and it to And we top. will address that on episode 81. On episode 81. And then again in episode 82. 82. <laughs> ah, I'm looking at you. Hey. Hey. Uh, so what does this uh, what does this first person submarine find? Guess what it finds? It finds a plane, not just any plane, an oceanic plane, and that plane, by gosh, it's full of dang bodies. And they say, well, what the heck? This must be Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen. I guess we found it. I guess that mystery's solved. And then cut to some news footage of, uh oh, it's they found Flight Eight Fifteen, and turns out there were no survivors. Boop Aww. boop boop. Sad. But first of all, you and I both know they're survivors. They're fucking lying. Yeah, they're lying. They're fucking lying. I found it first. <laughs> Wouldn't they just check first, like, network TV? Yeah. To see if anyone else has found Oceanic that's 815? <laughs> and be like, oh, there's like four seasons talking about that. Yeah, that's true. They should. They made the big mistake of not watching the first three seasons before they sent this rescue operation yeah. down, <laughs> down into the trenches. We already knew where they were. Yeah, they were it on the island. It was the best thing since Survivor. Yeah. What are they thinking? Surviving. Survivor. Survivor. What are you going to, what do you, what reality show, what seminal reality show are you going to watch tonight? Same Big thing brother. I watch every Thursday. Survivor. Big brother. <laughs> Top chef. Top chef. <laughs> That's a game show. That's a, uh, yeah. Game shows are real life now. No, games are fake. They're fake. Games are real. They're not Mario real. Mario is real. No, that Back, guy is an animated Backgammon is real. Hey, you tell me. You bring Mario in, fix the fucking leak in your plumbing. Tell me how that goes, eh? I, you know what? I'll get back to you on that. You know what? Luigi is probably a better plumber than Mario because oh, Mario spends yeah. so much time like climbing inside the pipes. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> making the problem way worse. Um, have you ever... Sorry to go off on a tangent, but have you ever watched the old like Mario cartoons? Because I've cause not really no. Because I've been watching them with a buddy. Uh, I got the Mario three cartoon uh-huh. on DVD for a while, like a while ago. Many th- couple things I want to point out about it. Uh, it's back before Mario sixty four codified Mario as like being like it's me Italian woo, uh-huh. and so he just talks with like a gruff Brooklyn accent. That's He's just like, cool. Hey, yeah. the Mushroom Kingdom, forget about it. That's like he cool. talks like that all I the time. I think that's who he really that's is. That's who he really is. First of all, second of all, uh, they released this show before Mario three came out in the U S. Uh-huh. And Mario three introduces the Koopa kids uh-huh. and gives them names, of course. Uh, but the showrunners didn't know the names, so they made up names for oh. them. And so you have characters like Cootie Pie Koopa. No. Kooky Von Koopa. No. And, of course, Cheatsy Koopa. No. It's true. It's that's true. really funny. I like to think about oh. it. I like to think about it a lot. And that's their and that's their real names because those names came first. Uh-huh. So that's what their God-given names so are. So they – but then their names get changed later in the game? Yeah. yeah. When the game comes out, it contradicts the, the show. And you know what? Uh-huh. Fuck that. The show came first. The show came first. It's like came what first. came first, the chicken and the egg. Well, the egg. Therefore, mm-hmm. chicken's – are covered in a large shell. Yeah, chickens are eggs. Chickens, chickens are, are eggs. eggs. Get with it. We've been telling you this from day one. Chickens are eggs. Anyways, aren't we watching a show about Lost? <laughs> or no, are we, not are anymore. We <laughs> not anymore. This is all about deep Mario lore. 
We've got opinions on Peachette uh, 24-7. Oh, someone's sad at the news. Someone's sad at the news. Who's sad at the news? Daniel Faraday. What? But the broken Daniel Faraday. Yes, the broken, sad Daniel Faraday. This is literally the same scene that we saw last week. Yeah. Uh, but but it's just cut off when Daniel says, I don't know why I'm sad. I'm so sad. And then it jumps ahead to a helicopter where Daniel, Miles, Charlotte, and Frank are. And it's the helicopter's Crashing. going down. It's the middle of the Whoa. night. Oh, no. And then out goes... Our friend, Daniel. Daniel. And then we get POV shot of Daniel falling from the helicopter, deploying his parachute. Very weird. Looking at his feet and then landing. Very weird shot. And then he finds one Jack and Kate. And Jack and Kate are there. And guess what? It's great. Everybody's happy. Everybody's friends immediately. And that's the episode. Everybody is pretty damn suspicious of who the heck Daniel is. More like it. That's true. Did you even watch the freaking show? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I fell asleep right when Daniel landed. Oh, no. It didn't go very well. They were like, who the frick are you? And Daniel was like, I'm Daniel Faraday. Are you Jack? And then Jack's like, I'm suspicious of you. Yeah, that does happen. That does happen. Uh, Suspicions are first mounted when Dan... Makes a call with his big honking smartphone. It's not really a smartphone, but it looks like a brick, and it has a long touch screen. The, um, satellite phone. Satellite phone. That's serious satellite phone. A serious satellite phone, and he uses it to place a speakerphone call back to the freighter and says, "Hey, I'm fine, but I was just in a helicopter crash. I don't know where everybody is." Immediately, the guy's like, "Take me off of speaker right now." So Dan says, "All right, give me a moment." Walks away, and guess what? They notice Dan has a gun. Right away, mm. people are like, hmm, this is a little suspicious, but mm, okay. Mm, all right. And so, they, but, they, but eventually they're just like, all right, you know what? We'll help you find your crew. It's fine. What it is, is it's fine. And what do, and what do they find, first and foremost? They find a big dented b- box. Oh, yeah, the big box. The big Metal. box. And then and they open it up, and what do they find in? Not something regular that you would like to see. Gas masks. Gas masks instead. And not even gas mask bongs like you would like to see. Yeah, if I saw a gas mask bong, I would be like, wow, this helicopter had some cool fucking people on it. That's so good. I love gas mask bongs. They had some real cool and radical folks on there with some some inventive ways to to smoke that fun fun herb that we all like to see. So good. Yeah, we love that weed well we love it and legalize it honestly jj's been saying it and we're saying it here too it's time it's time legalize it now it's now or never for weed i think you got one month canada canada your time's running out i'm giving you one month and if you don't legalize weed i will flip out yeah so there by october 19th oh you'd better do it better do it i tell you i'll tell you what i gotta gotta swear uh but no it's Gas masks for protecting you from horrible, toxic gas. And immediately, the gang is like, hey, what the fuck is this shit? Why you guys got this? You guys gonna poison us and save yourselves? What's going on? And Dan does a classic Dan thing. Daniel Faraday says, look, rescuing you guys is not actually our primary objective. Uh Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. Well, what the heck is? But a beeping from the phone. He won't say. He won't say. He won't say. Daniel Faraday's character flaw is that he never tells anyone anything. He could solve so much by just communicating. It's a very, it's definitely a huge flaw, but it is great for the writers who don't want to come up with what it is. Totally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really convenient, like, what if we came up with a guy who was just really scared of telling the truth? 
Oh, that's perfect. So much tension. Oh my God! What's oh the, my what, God. what could what could his real motives be? So, what do you say we? So we've got this crew of Jack and Kate. What do you say we check in on the other crew? Real oh quick? yeah, I'd love to hear what they're up to. Well, listen. While it beautiful may crew. Oh, little beautiful baby crew. Little beautiful baby crew. So Dan is asking, like, oh, so it's just you two out here. That's weird. Where's the rest of your guys? Oh, well, they're at the beach. Well, some of them are anyway. Some of them? Well, where's the rest of them? Cut to lock in the daytime. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It is the daytime now. Yeah. It is raining now. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. This yeah. is, like, way longer after. Yeah. Probably 16 hours later. It must be, right? It literally goes from night to it's day. It's mid-afternoon. Yeah. Night to dusk at the very least. And it's raining, and Locke says, I bet it won't rain in a bit, and it stops raining, because yeah. I guess Locke has that power. <laughs> it's really cool. It's yeah, really cool. I don't know how they did that one. Uh, and so they're like, so this is Locke and Locke's crew to, uh -huh. to catch y'all up. There was a schism. Some people believe the helicopter is here to save the crew. Uh -huh. That crew consists of Jack, Kate, and the people at the beach. Some people believe the helicopter is here to do harm to the survivors and the island. Survivors. The, the survivors. And those folks are run by Locke and includes Hurley, Sawyer, Claire, Ben, and a bunch of other Saeed? people. Saeed? No, Saeed's on the beach. Oh. Mm -hmm. I was mistaken. I'm sorry. Hey, you're forgiven, but if you ever fuck up again, uh, I'm going to get a new coast. Okay. Sounds good? Legalize it. It's legalized. Uh, so they're on their way to, I don't know where they're on their way to, but Locke says, we got to go somewhere else. We got to go to a cabin. And so he was like, cabin, what the heck are you talking about? Cabin? I just want to, I just want James to describe what he was just doing to me. Cause it definitely offended me personally. I was spinning around this little thing on a string. Mm-hmm. But using uh, the ungodly finger. The ungodly finger that you do not like to see. Ah. And, the, and just for clarification, the ungodly finger was aimed squarely at me. So I know his intent. And now, he is, and now I know who my true allies are. Uh -huh. My true allies are not sitting in the room with me. My true allies are you, the listener, who will yeah. surely side with me in the forthcoming divorce. It's me divorce. against everyone else. <laughs> I am not on the side of the listener. I am on the side of the viewer. As, therefore, all of you who are looking at the cover art right now, Thank we you. are a team together, yes. and I trust the boat, and let's go on the boat. Well, I say we can't trust the boat, and I too wiggle my middle finger at ye who trust the boat. Ah! Take me on the boat. So this is this is take ca me, Captain. Don't you dare come even closer to me, Captain. captain. Uh, so that's kind of like the dynamic of season four, yeah. more or less. That's yeah. kind of really what the stakes are. Everybody, w whether you want the captain or you don't want the captain, uh -huh. uh, everybody's somewhere and nobody's anywhere. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that was truly a nothing sentence. <laughs> I mean, well, you forgot the show we're on, the uh. show about the, the nothing show sometimes. But there's the cabin. There's the cabin. And where, who's in the cabin? Uh, we never really get to the cabin yeah. is the thing. Uh, oh, they're going to the they're, cabin. They're on their way to the cabin, basically. And Hurley says, like, well, the cabin's that way. Sawyer basically is like, what the heck are we doing going to the cabin? We got to get shelter. We got to, like, get shelter right now. And Locke says, well, guess what? Destiny told me to do a, to, that we need to go to the cabin. Well, who the frick is Destiny? And, uh, and 
yeah, who, who's, who's really giving you more orders, Locke? Because if you just killed a woman uh, last week or last episode, so Locke threw a knife I into Naomi's back. Killed yeah. a woman. Uh, so if you killed a woman, we better be, we better know who you're getting your orders from. And Locke says, okay, I got it from Walt. And Sawyer's like, Walt? But Walt left the island. What are you talking about? And Locke says, well, no, it was Walt, but it was taller. Also, I was shot to death in a pit, and Walt, Ghost Walt, saved my life. So I just kind of listened to what he had to say. And Sawyer is obviously incredulous. Who are we to argue with Big Ghost Walt? He sure does say that at some point. And honestly, valid point. Valid point that I can't help but agree with. Yeah. Actually, he says Taller Ghost Walt, which Ta- I think is sort of funny and Ta- wording. Taller Ghost Walt is great. Who are we to argue with Taller Ghost Walt? Who are any of us to argue with Taller Ghost Walt? I don't know. If someone catches me arguing with Taller Ghost Walt, then lock me up because I am mentally unstable. That is... Actually, don't lock me up. Give me appropriate yeah. Give services. Me, yeah. Help, help my <laughs> help friend. Me. Help, yeah. help my friend Don't lock James. me up. You don't need to lock me up. <laughs> you don't need to lock... Yeah, there, we, there's... I think we've progressed a lot as a society, and so there's way better ways to deal with these problems. Uh, so Locke shows up off his tummy and says, look, I got really shot, and I really got saved by Walt, okay? Uh-huh. So listen up to me, I tell ya. So... That's more or less where the two camps are. Yes. Now, Miles has arrived as well. Miles is hanging out on some rocks. Miles is hanging out on some rocks. And he looks asleep. He looks asleep. And you know what he's dreaming about? He's dreaming about a past life. Uh Uh-huh. A past life where he was a ghostbuster. He was a ghostbuster. He talked to ghosts sometimes. and Definitely hired off Craigslist. Hired off Craigslist ghostbuster, but also who can really talk to ghosts, but also who does it to scam ghosts and also the grieving. Uh Uh-huh. So Miles knocks on this old lady's door, and Mm -hmm. she answers the door, and he says, we talked on the phone, and she says, come in, and he says... Where's the room? Also, it'll be $200. And she says, I thought it was going to be $100. Mm-hmm. And he said, that was before I knew your grandson was murdered. It's mm-hmm. 200 now. Mm-hmm. Because murder is an expensive ghost, I guess. Of course. And then <laughs> so she says, <laughs> the room's upstairs. <laughs> he says, whatever you do, no matter what you hear up there, don't come in. So, so, and <laughs> so Miles begins to set up this device that uh-huh. we've never seen before and will never or, see again. Uh, yeah. It's a dustbuster with a spinning gear on it. It is a <laughs> dustbuster with a spinning gear on it. But he sets it up, and he starts twitching around, and he's set, and the camera does the classic like ghost in the room. Ghost in, ghost the, room. in the room. It's ghost in the room cam. Yeah. There's a big flashing like thing that says ghost detected, ghost detected, ghost detected. The ghost number keeps going up. Yeah, get the ghost number. It's getting higher and getting higher. Getting higher and higher and they can't stop how high then the ghost number gets. Then it hits 666 and stops. And then it just stops and Miles says, all right, enough. You've hit the terrible number. Now I got to say what I got to say. <laughs> I gave you a chance to, to for your gags, ghost. <laughs> you hit 69, you hit 420, and now you're at the end of the line. And then, oh, he says the most incredible things. He says he basically says like, "Listen. You don't have to stick around here. And listen, I'd love to tell your mom that you're gone, but the only way I'm going to do that is if you tell me where it is." So where is it, ghosty? And the gu- and that suddenly we hear a thump. And a vent has fallen o- out open somehow. Uh-huh. So the ghost is, is a poltergeist, I guess. The ghost, yeah, exactly, is 
breaking things. And th- inside the vent is a bag full of a bunch of cash and a and a packet of ramen sauce, I guess. So much cash. It's like $10,000. A lot of money. And so Miles steals it, puts the drugs back in, and says, you can go now. Goes back downstairs to the mom and gives back $100 because he has a million dollars now. Uh-huh. Gives back $100 because he's like, oh, it's easier than I thought it would be. And then the mom is like, oh, thank you so much. So there's a lot to unpack about this scene. Miles is incredible. Miles is outstanding, first of all. You know what? I think, because we talked about how he scams, like, grieving people and ghosts. Yeah. But I don't know if he really scammed the grieving lady. I guess not, huh? No. He He did what he said he would do. He did did what he said he would do. And also, for the service of getting rid of a ghost, $100 seems very reasonable to me. It's very reasonable, but and it probably seems extra reasonable if he knows he's getting an extra, like, unknown... $10,000, yeah. $10K. He scammed the ghost. He scammed... The ghost is the one who gets scammed, and you don't hear that story often. No. And sadly, that doesn't get touched upon very much again. No, they don't bring up how he scammed a ghost. (laughs) He should be constantly bragging about how he scams ghosts. I scam ghosts, If you scam ghosts, you gotta bring that up more often. But honestly, Miles is just a humble guy who's angry all the time. So he gets woken up by the gang of Uh Jack, Kate, and Dan. And immediately pulls out a gun and says, where's Naomi? I don't trust these guys and you shouldn't either, Dan. They killed Naomi. What the heck? I'm mad. And they and Kate says, like, we didn't kill Naomi. Locke killed Naomi. And Miles says, take me to her body. And Kate's like, what the heck? Her body? You're not going to be able to tell anything from her body. And Miles looks in the camera and says, oh, I'll know. Ah. He ghosts. He's he like, goes. I think she had some money. Uh, so we have a pretty good scene of of maybe, maybe my single favorite scene in the episode. Uh-huh. Of actually, no, there's a couple of really good scenes, but this is a this is a highlight for me. Uh, they bring Miles to Naomi's body. Miles <laughs> is like sitting there doing his thing. Uh-huh. It zooms out to see Kate and Jack just being like, I don't know what the fuck is up with this. This is this is on another level. Uh-huh. And then they go over to talk to Dan and Dan is just like standing there like, you guys ever notice that like the light here? Like doesn't quite, it's weird, doesn't quite scatter oh. quite right. And they're just like, we need, what the, who are okay. these fucking guys? Yeah. Uh, Really? And that doesn't amount to anything. That's just a, the island is a weird thing. That's just uh, the island is weird, and it does a good. And to me, it does a good job of like establishing like, oh, these guys are weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> these, these new guys are not like regular Joes. They're friggin' weirdos, and uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Me, I'm a humble bozo, and I enjoy when Dan fucking sm- smokes too much of that gas mask. Oh, s- super good dank. It's, the dank is so good that it refracts the light weirdly. Uh, so, I smoked dank that good once. Yeah, what happened? It reflect refract the light weirdly. <laughs> you you're telling me, buddy. Boy, when 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 the edible kicks in and the light refracts weirdly. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's the end of that. That's I'll all, tell you what. That's all we have to say. That's all we will ever have to say about the what about the drug that's called weed. That's a fair day. That's a fair a day. Uh, one time I was life of a taxi driver. <laughs> if you're a taxi driver and you're living a fair a day, <laughs> you're not a very you gotta 
learn a thing or two about a taxi business. But you never take a day off. <laughs> but you only ever do one fare. You only ever do one fare a day. You make $4 a day. You make $4.20 a day. You make $4.20 one day, and then you make $6.90 the next day. Why? Oh, it's a and, a and a different fare for a different day. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's funny. It's yeah, just that's funny. funny. This is a show for by smart people for smart people. $420.69. The ultimate fare. <laughs> Honestly, if if you got in a taxi and they said right away, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to listen. Before you tell me your destination, I need you to know <laughs> that this is going to be $400 $20.69 flat. <laughs> <laughs> no matter your destination <laughs> within the metropolitan area <laughs> anywhere but it has to be four hundred and twenty dollars and sixty nine cents flat i wouldn't do it <laughs> no no i would awful just deal awful especially because you specified within the metropolitan area <laughs> as if they're like look i can't get ripped off here <laughs> it's only four hundred twenty dollars and sixty nine cents how do you expect me to you expect me to go all the way to san jerome no yeah. way jose <laughs> <laughs> I'll go as far as Laval, but no further. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesus Christ. God. Funny funny stuff. Honestly, funny stuff that makes me laugh. So, the gay... So, Miles comes through and confirms, all right, it happened like they said it was. Naomi was killed by this lock person. And they say, all right, now stop with the guns. Give me your guns, because we don't trust you guys anymore, because we want you to have guns. And... Miles is like, I'm not going to do that at all, even a little bit. And Jack pulls the, like, well, guess what? We've got people in the bushes with guns pointed right at your head. So why don't you just go ahead and give me your guns? And Miles is like, screw you guys. Bang, bang. Guess what? Jack wasn't bluffing. Juliet, yeah. Juliet and Saeed come out, and they have guns, too. Also, I guess they were in on it the whole time. Uh-huh. I don't know. I forget they how that is. I don't know what was going on with that. They were, you know, having fun. Uh, so... Let's check back in with the other lads before uh-huh. we, before we learn about I would love third, to. before we learn about the third ones. Uh, Did bet- they find anything? Well, listen. Before they find anything, Ben <laughs> spends oh, a lot yeah. of time roasting Carl and then roasting Sawyer. Yeah, Ben, who is tied up and effectively a prisoner of the Lock Squad. Yeah, and Sawyer. Like <laughs> Ben goes on like a tight vibe about how <laughs> Kate loves Jack more than mm-hmm. Sawyer and how it's Sawyer's very great school. It's very, like it. it's incredibly. He delivers it with like the like severity of like I'm dressing you down so ultimately, and it's a true. I've I'm a master manipulator, but really he's just saying like. Mm, Kate loves Jack. Yeah, it's really that. And it works and gets Sawyer to beat Ben up a lot. Yeah, Sawyer kicks the shit out of Ben. Sawyer kicks the shit out of Ben. Which is really, it works. It's really advantageous for Ben. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Ben, exactly what Ben was hoping for (laughs) is to die. Nothing (laughs) in his situation changes, but he does get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, it's true. It's Uh, true. Ben is crazy. Ben is on at one this whole episode. Uh, And so Locke says, hey, stop it. He's. We need him. Well, why the heck are we keeping this guy alive anyway? Because he's a jabroni. He's he's always thinking five steps ahead. We should just kill him right here, right now. And Locke says, "Fucking great idea. Let's just kill him right here, right now. Oh, Sounds yeah. good to me." And Locke sa- and Sawyer says, "Oh, why I oughta? 
Ugh, gah, yikes. And cools off and takes a walk. And that's it. <laughs> that's <yeah>. it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how that goes. And let's check in on our third helicopter member. Uh-huh. We see her past, and it is, guess what? Uninteresting. It's not interesting. It's Charlotte, first of all. It's Charlotte. This is Charlotte's only flashback throughout the whole series. And she's in Tunisia. She walks up to a dig site, looks at a newspaper about 8.15, and says, mm, I'm going to invade this site. A man, a Tunisian man, walks up to him and is like shouting at him in French, like, Arrête, vous ne pouvez pas. Arrête ça. Non, s'il vous plaît. He spends the whole scene just like talking, you know, like shouting in he's French. Yeah, he's just shouting right beside them while the her and her partner just like... Completely ignore him. Yeah. Don't even acknowledge that he exists. Uh, and so they walk up to this dig site, and they're, you know, fucking around with this uh, these uh, this excavated bones. With these bones. And they're like, wait a second. Guess what? This is a polar bear. In the desert? In what? The, in the desert? What? What? Holy oh. shit. And then he does a little more digging, and guess what they find? A, car- a collar. And the collar has... The Dharma sign. The Dharma Initiative logo on it. Yeah, Dharma did it. Dharma put a polar bear in the desert, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's what they did. And Charlotte goes, well, what the heck is that? Cut to Charlotte tangled up in a branch above a lake on the island. Yeah. And she lets herself down, plops into the lake, and looks up and sees Locke's crew. Uh Uh-oh. But she's friendly. She's friendly. She, like, comes up and basically is, like, chatting with the the whole crew. And he's like, well, I came here with, like, three other people. They're all here to rescue you. You guys are the survivors of 815? That's amazing. I thought that 815 crashed and everybody died, but you guys are here and alive. Wow, what an amazing... This island is so beautiful. Charlotte is, like, incredibly friendly right at the gate, and it's kind of, like, really funny to see. And Locke is like, we don't trust her, and everyone else is like, we trust her, but Locke is like, no, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. My favorite scene ever is, like, uh, (laughs) Charlotte is basically like, how many of there are you? And Hurley was like, well, there are 48 of us at the start. And then that number's kind of been dwindling down. And also there was this other tail section. And Locke gives, uh, Locke says, Hugo, like a stu- like a stern parent. Hugo. Like a parent trying to, like, separate their fighting children. Oh, yeah. 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 It is a really interesting tone. It's a very, like, it's it's not mad, it's disappointing. Yeah, poor Hurley. Can't poor just Hurley. be an independent human being. Just let Hurley be, is let what I think. Let it be. Let it be. Let her be. No, the Beatles was last week. We can't, uh, we can't uh, <laughs> go back to that. Well, unfortunately, let it be movie. Let it. <laughs> I will say, let it be movie is powerful. Yeah, I think that's what the song was about. I'm ready for that, and you know who else is ready? Who's that? Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. Uh, to warm up for this podcast, we looked up a dubstep remix of Bonesaw is ready. Yeah, <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. And. Uh, if that means nothing to you, you're you're that's great. You're and you fine. You got to brush up on your Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Sam. You sure do, buddy. You sure do. Sam, get out of here. Sam, get the you heck out of here. Stink. Wait, is Bonesaw a real wrestler or is it stri- strictly a creation of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man? Bonesaw is Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, but like he's just a wrestler within Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Okay, so there's no, so Bonesaw is not an official WWE. No. Okay, I thought he, I always thought he was. No, he's I, not real. Wow. Well, Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw is not real. <laughs> uh, anyways, a much less popular slogan. <laughs> not a, not a great slogan. Nobody really likes to hear it, frankly. Uh, so, 
Charlotte's kind of like... Frankly Petus? <laughs> Frankly Petus? He's not yet. Not, not quite yet. yet. Okay, we'll get to him. Charlotte is giving him all grief, because guess what? Why the heck are you guys being so weird and standoffish? I'm well, trying to be nice. I'm trying we're to be nice. We're, we're, we're here to rescue you. Don't you want to be found by the, fre- by, by, the, by the freighter? And Locke says, well, there's a thing. We don't want to be found. So, we get a scene where Saeed and Juliet are escorting everybody. Yeah. And Miles is very mean. Yeah. Miles is very mean. Miles is a big jerk. Dan, it's kind of the reverse thing where Dan is kind of like talkative and he's like, well, I'm a physicist. We've also got Charlotte and we've got two other dudes and Miles is just like, stop telling them information. Stop you, 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 we, we can't trust these guys. Don't tell them my last name. Don't tell them a damn thing. And we have a pretty good moment where Said is like, you know what? You guys claim that Oceanic 815 was found and that there were no survivors. But you guys don't seem to give a shit at all that we were alive. And Miles is just like... Oh my God! You're alive! You're alive. Oh, I can't believe oh, it! Incredible! He gives Miles is incredible. Miles is a jerk. This is a good episode for Miles being a really mean, meanie, meanie pant, and we don't get a lot of it. And I like that we get a lot of it. A in this mean, meanie, meanie pant. That's him. So, an argument erupts among Charlotte's set of folks, and guess what? Everybody's not sure what to do. Everybody's doubting Locke because uh-huh. they're like. Because they realize, oh, okay, I, th- I think I've actually skipped ahead a little bit. Uh-huh. I have skipped ahead a little bit. We meet, we now meet Frank Lapidus. Oh, yes. We meet Frank the Penis. Frank the Penis. In his past, he is l- working in a shitty place in the Bahamas. I'm oh, not sure yeah. what he's doing. Oh, yeah, this one's good. And he's watching the news footage on a TV about uh, the discovery of 815. And he notice, and he sees the footage going over the the pilot cockpit. And uh-huh. says, like, we've ad- identified this as the pilot of 815, Captain Seth Norris. Absolutely, this is him. And the camera kind of looks at his rotting corpse, and it's gross to look at. And it goes lo- into that and, hand. And it goes into the hand for a little bit. And, and Frank It goes- holds a shot on the hand for about 45 seconds. Oh, my God, longer, dude. Because yeah. guess what? The scene happens where Frank says, like, wait a second. I got to call. I got to call this hotline. Hey, you guys, Listen. You guys say this is flight 815, but that's not flight 815. Because guess what? And the and the customer service lady is like, uh, "Are you family? Are you like? Can I no, help you?" No, I got information. Let me let me speak to your manager. And kind of goes back and forth like this, and it keeps cutting back to Frank talking on the phone and just an unmoving shot of the rotting hands. Uh. Uh, and the reason it focuses on the hands is because guess what? Uh, Frank claims that's not Seth Norris because I knew Seth Norris. And Seth Norris was married and would never take his wedding ring off, and there's no ring on that hand. And this conversation takes, like, two minutes, and through the entire time, the news Still footage. Still just the shot of the hand. unbroken shot of the hand and no commentary. Yeah. No commentary. It's just look just at these rotting hands. Hand. Hand. This is the hand channel This now. is what the news is. To buy this hand, call within the next 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even make sense if it was that, but there's no commentary from the ch- from the channel. It's not like they're like, well, this is a really heck of... This was definitely the hand of the uh, pilot. beautiful one of, hand. One Look of at those pilot's hands. One of 325 pairs of hands that we lost on this horrible day. Yeah. And boy, oh boy. No, it's just one like... One of seven or 650 hands total. It's, except for there was that one guy who had only one hand. So 649 hands. Too many hands. Too many hands. Too many to hands lost. Of. Too many hands lost. <laughs> Too many hands 649, lost. 649, that's a lucky number. <laughs> Go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> 
And then, yeah, immediate translation into Lotto 649, uh, Jackpot. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. <laughs> <laughs> Six numbers between 1 and 49. It works. Hey, it does. As we talked about last week, people really did like to use those numbers in the lottery. Yeah. Even though it was, cu- even though the show came along and told them it was cursed. It was cursed. Nobody you want to die and go on a stupid island? I don't think so. You know what? People will do anything for a quick buck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Don't you know? Don't you friggin' know? Oh, in this world, in this rat race day and age, anything for a friggin' dollar. Don't you wish your hand was a pilot's like mine? Don't you wish your hand was a pilot's like mine? Don't, Don't you? you? I do. Yeah, I do. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're married, we're married, married now. Wow. It was that easy. I can't Aww. I can't believe no. Ado- Adobe Audition is ordained and just I wed know. us. Aw. No. Honestly. I'm going to cry because of how beautiful this day is. Will you give me your hand in marriage? I sure will. And you bet your bottom dollar I'm not going to take the ring off no matter if <laughs> no I matter no, matter, no matter if I pilot a plane crash at all. That way, if you die in a horrible accident mm-hmm. deep in the ocean, we can just look at those hands <laughs> and confirm. Don't worry. They will focus on the hands. They will focus on the hands. News is not enough about news and it's all about hands these days. So the so the customer service person is like, listen, you're not family. You're just some jabroni from the Bahamas. What are you talking about? What are you freaking talking about? How what qualifies? How do you know anything? How do you know even a damn thing about this Seth Norris guy? And Frank looks dramatically into the camera and says, because I was supposed to fly Oceanic Flight 815 on that day. Dun, Which dun, is dun. interesting, I guess. It's, it's ostensibly something. interesting. It's something. It gives <laughs> him. It gives him a reason to give a shit about eight fifteen at least. Yeah. That's something that I appreciate. That's something I appreciate about all these flashbacks is that it le- at least tries to be like, here's how these guys were impacted by the uh-huh. crash. Even yeah. in Miles, you hear the like report on the radio, and then he just goes about his business. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit, which is like I appreciate that. Like not everyone is like. Like, cause like Charlotte is like, oh, I'm on a quest to find the Dharma Initiative or something. Yeah. Fra- like, and Frank and Dan are both watching it. Miles, it just like is happening, and he doesn't uh, give a shit. Yes, I appreciate yeah. that it's not like they don't try to contrive that at least immediately. Yeah. At least not in this episode. Uh. Anyways. Don't ya. Uh. Don't Frank ya. climbs up a cliff. He's feeling bad, and he manages to fire a flare into the sky. Uh huh. And Locke's crew sees it. And Charlotte's like, "Oh, that's got to be one of our one of my friends. Let's go there. Maybe he's hurt." And Locke says, "No, no, no. She's lying. She's a liar. She's here to hurt us." And listen. And so an argument erupts about like, "What should we do? Like, should we help them? Is this really the way, Locke? I don't know." And amidst all the hubbub, Ben manages to find a gun and shoot Charlotte a bunch of times. It's cool. Twice, two Twice, times, two right times. in the chest. Right in the chest. And everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And Sawyer immediately starts kicking the shit out of Ben. It's cool. And Locke goes over to Charlotte, and Charlotte wakes up. Because guess what? Charlotte had, had a, a bullet- bulletproof vest on. Bulletproof vest on. Really good vest. Really good vest. I bet it could stop a knife, too. It sure could. Uh, but listen, maybe Naomi should have been wearing a knife-proof backplate. Oh, yeah, idiot. Yeah, whose fault is that? Honestly, hers. Naomi. Uh, speaking of Naomi... One final flashback uh-huh. from Naomi's perspective. Oh yeah, uh, yeah we this see one's dumb. We, this one's very bizarre. Uh, it's very, it feels very pointless. Um, Naomi is standing in an empty office space with uh, 
that guy who told Locke to go yeah, on a walkabout. Yeah, the guy from uh, The Wire. The guy from The Wire who told Locke to go on a walkabout and also harassed Hurley that one time. Yeah. Turns out he's hiring this crew for Mr. Widmore, and he's he, he's holding the crew. He hold a picture of Faraday, a picture of Charlotte, a picture of Miles, a picture of Frank. Naomi's like, this crew sucks shit. <laughs> What's the deal? She is. That is exactly what she said. <laughs> She's like, this is ridiculous. This is, this is not a good crew to take on a boat into a mysterious island. And, and I have to agree. And and like, I don't know what you why this is even necessary. None of these guys are good at anything. What And Matthew says, they're all there. They've been chosen for a specific reason. And your job is to not ask questions and do what you're told. And Naomi's like, sounds good. Cut to dead Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and he said, your job is to make sure no one dies. Yeah. And she dies. <laughs> she dies. Loser. She, she does indeed die. Stupid Naomi. Honestly, what a, what a dummy. Uh, so they find Frank. Sorry, Jack and Miles and Dan and that whole crew finds Frank and they say, Oh my gosh, are you okay? What the heck happened to the helicopter? And Frank says, you know how good of a friggin' pilot I am. I landed the damn thing right over here. Yeah. And they go and sure enough, it's safe and sound. And Saeed inspects it. All we see Saeed do is like rub the like throttle stick. And he's like, it's good. It's good. (laughs) It seems good to me. Uh, And so they're like, great. We've got a pot. We've got a thing. We can get out of here. Juliet tends to Frank's wounds. And Frank says, wait a second, Juliet, you know, I studied that 815 manifest all day because I was obsessed with it. And guess what? You were not on that flight. And he says, guess what, guys? This lady, this Juliet lady wasn't on flight 815. Miles immediately snaps. Miles says, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And you want to know? All right, you guys, you've been asking all episode why we're really here. We'll tell you why we're really here. And he pulls out a pick and he says, we're looking for Benjamin Linus. And the pick they have of Benjamin Linus weird. is a weird pick. He is in a beige getup with a vest. And he looks very like, like he's like impatiently waiting in a line. Totally, yeah. The only known pick of Benjamin Linus, are it's you sure? It's a bizarre choice. It's a bizarre choice. Uh, but I like to see the pick for sure. And so... Cut to one for one more scene. One more scene before we wrap up here. Cut to Benjamin Linus being put on trial. And Locke basically says, All right, remember when I said to execute him? For real this time. Actually Let's I'm do going it. To, actually yeah. I'm going to execute him. And so Alex, everybody, get out of here. Carl, get out of here. Uh anybody who doesn't want to see this, y'all gotta get out of here. But I'm definitely gonna kill him. And Ben starts doing the classic. I have answers. Kill him fellowship. I have answers. Locke. Did you just say the kill him fellowship? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's a fellowship. It's a fellowship? Yeah. Not of the ring, but similar. Of the kill him? Yeah. I think it's like a scholarship or something. Oh, a a kill him fellowship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 What do you you think? Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Just John Locke is a scholar. John Locke is a scholar, and this is, of course, a show for smart people. So we hope that you've all earned your Killam scholarship. If John Locke wasn't smart, how did he get so bald? That's that's exactly. You know what? That is a great point. And I think about it every time I see him, and I'm seeing him right now. Yeah. And he's ready to point a gun at Ben and shoot he's him. He's mad. He's pissed. And Ben says, "You, I have information. You need me." And John immediately says. What is the what is the smoke monster? What is the black smoke monster that has been terrorizing us all show? And Ben says, "Fucking, I don't know." Uh, and 
the and Locke cocks the gun and Ben starts doing her name is Charlotte Staples Lewis. She is uh born in such and such and the whole classic Ben Linus thing of here's your whole history and uh-huh. I know it off the top of my head. Also here's the history of the other people who are here. And they're here for me. I'll tell you why and I'll tell you how I know all this. Because I've got a guy on the boat. It's Michael. It's Michael. We know that. Michael's the guy on the boat. Michael is the guy on the boat. Michael Maboatman. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What did you think of that episode a lot? It was not bad. It was not bad. It was fine, yeah. It was all right. I like the introduction of the freighter people because Mm -hmm. they, I don't know. It's good before they can get in and fuck everything up. Exactly. I feel very... Like, this episode feels very like the whole ensemble is there. Even though yeah. they're, like, split among two camps, it still is interesting, like, how do these new guys interact with these old guys? And I think they do a decent job of, like, making it not feel, like, overstuffed. Uh-huh. It's, it's and I guess, too, it's, like, it's just not bullshit yet. It's, mm. like, that plot line will become mm. very bad. Yeah. But it's not yet. Exactly. It's it's Lost is all about potential energy, and there's a lot of it on display here. Yeah. And none of it's gonna really come to fruition. But right now, it's uh, it's just like characters bumping into each other, and like we said at the start of the episode, sparks flying. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's Honestly, not, bad. not a bad episode. Not a bad episode. But listen, this episode raises a handful of questions. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, since we are lost, more or less lost experts now, I'm uh-huh. wondering. I'm wondering if we have the answers to these questions. I would love to hear. Well, listen. Uh, these questions, of course, come from Lostpedia, the questions and answers page, posed by many fans of the show, and answers provided. And so the episode, the questions posed in Confirmed Dead, according to Lostpedia, uh-huh. let me ask you, why did Faraday cry at the Oceanic Wreckage Report? Because he has a connection to them? That is more or less correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was very... <laughs> he was the... Boy, this paragraph goes on a journey. He was very saddened that they were all dead. It is implied that this is due to the effects his time travel experiments had on his mind, making him familiar with the survivors from meeting them later in his life. Oh, Remember? that's sort of fine. Yeah, I get that. That makes that time travel. I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, how did Faraday come to be on the freighter mission? Um, his mom knew the man. Yep. His mom knew the man, and his dad said, "Hey, come hang out." Yeah, that's more. Oh or less yeah, his it. dad, his dad, his dad, and his mom all come through. Uh, this was stuff that we learned last week, so I won't dwell on it too much. Uh-huh. Why is the freighter team treating this akin to a military mission? Because it is essentially a military mili- mission. It They're is. trying to t- take f- someone by force. It is. That is also established within the episode. Uh, why was Faraday packed with a gas mask? Because. Ben has this gas system. He does have a gas system. He sure does. So far, so good. Uh, now we're going to get into the weeds of it. What is the nature of Miles's mediumship? No one knows. They don't, <laughs> because apparently he needs the body, but he doesn't. He had it when he was a kid. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's bullshit. It, it sucks. Is, it is definitely bullshit. And in fact, guess what? It does go into how bullshit it is. It starts with, Miles can pick up the thoughts from a dead person's brain, quote, who they are and what they knew. It is implied that he was given this gift by the island, having been born there. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes on to say, the answer to this question seems to retcon the original details established when it was introduced. Miles seems to be able to communicate with disembodied spirits in this episode's flashback, but some like it Hoth later establishes that he can only read the thoughts left over in the dead brain of a person's remains. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sure as shoot, they hadn't figured it out yet and yeah. just decided, well, what if it was different? It's self-contradictory. 
It sure is. And like, you know what? Sometimes you write a story and you don't know where it's going, and uh, that's fine, I think. And it's the best show in the world. It's the best show, honestly, on the earth. Um, how did Miles come to be on the freighter mission? I believe we know this as well. Same thing. Same thing. He was offered. He was offered money. Yeah. Uh, why did Faraday say the light doesn't scatter quite right on the island? Because the light doesn't scatter quite right on the island. Uh, it is likely an effect of the island's unique electromagnetic properties and time dilation. Whenever so, they, yeah. Well, yeah, whenever they don't have really an answer, the island's unique properties is the answer. It's weird how much speculation is in those there's, answers. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, filling in the gaps. Uh, here's, a, here's a bombshell that I don't think you've been made aware of yet. Why was a Dharma polar bear in Tunisia? I have no idea. Well, listen, strap onto your boots because it's a good sentence that I'm about to say. It was sent there through the wormhole under the orchid station. Boo. You know. Have we the seen wormhole. The wormhole under no, the orchid station. No, I don't station. know about the wormhole yet. All right. We don't, uh, no, we haven't, actually. Seems weird to me that a wormhole would lead to just another country on the Earth. Uh, yeah, it doesn't... It would most likely hit ocean. It would or hit ocean or space, I feel yeah. like. Instead, instead, it's just like, oh, if the was, desert. Yeah, if it was like staying on the earth, it would hit ocean mm-hmm. or like, yeah, whatever. You know what? Or space. Hopefully we get that. We f- see this wormhole sooner than later so we can finally get some answers about what the deal is with this wormhole. Yeah, why the wormhole? Worm? Uh, how did Charlotte come to be on the freighter mission? I don't know. She was born on the island, too. Yeah, she was looking for the place she was born, more or less. Uh, why does the freighter team not seem surprised to see the oceanic survivors alive? Because they know about them. They know about them. They They do. know they're going to be there. They know. They read the script and they knew that they were going to be there. Uh, they are under the impression that the wreckage was hoaxed by Ben. Yes, more or less. Uh, why did Lapidus not fly Flight 815? He overslept? Literally, yeah. Oh <laughs> Literally, that's God. the exact answer. And it is established at some point. Uh, how did Lapidus come to be on the freighter mission? Same deal, more or less. He, Widmore, wanted to, like, exact same deal, more or Uh less. Now, here's a big one, and I'm excited to get to this one. Why can't Minkowski communicate on the phone anymore? There's a scene we kind of glossed over where Miles is is on the phone. Oh, is he dead? Uh, no, in fact. Miles is on the phone, and he's like, get Minkowski on, and the person's like, Minkowski can't come to the phone right now. And so the so everybody's wondering who Minkowski is and why he can't communicate on the phone anymore. No idea. Uh, Well, his mind has become unstable from time, <laughs> being affected oh by the time God. dilation <laughs> while on the <laughs> You're, You know, you know, sometimes your mind just becomes unstable from time. I it, wish th- that's how they responded. Get Minkowski on the phone. His mind has become unstable from time. And he was like, oh, okay, it's fine then. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who was Ben's spy on the freighter? Well, of course. Michael. It's Michael. It's Mike and and one more question. Why does the freighter want Ben? Um, because he's... I have no idea, actually. There's... <laughs> it's, a, it's big and it's vague. Uh, while they are under the impression that Ben is being captured because of the fake wreckage and, quote, many other reasons, Widmore's real motivation is to remove Ben from leadership so he can reclaim his position, although he later claims to have been wanting Locke to rise to leadership. So, you know, 
who knows who knows these are all like you might notice a pattern here and it all comes down to who knows who the heck knows uh that was a bit of a long one but uh i think good it was questions it was yeah. good good questions good answers and uh, honestly it makes me really think about the state of the show where it's at why it is the way it is and who and who's to blame and who are we and who who are we who are you and i we're all just helicopters crashing onto an island uh trying to rescue slash torment the survivors amen and what do you say we watch another episode of this freaking show i put in one to 60 on random.org yeah i got three three yep. oh my gosh we're talking season one aren't we i think this oh yeah this might be our first season one episode since we've s- s- pared it down and i'm fairly certain it'll be a good one because season one tends to be all right it's great it's good tv it's good television honestly good show sometimes i'll the watch that good. you want to watch that? it's been a long time since we watched season one so i'm very excited uh, it's just taking my phone a hot minute to load up this stuff. Uh, what are you doing? You seem I'm to be having fun. I'm scratching dirt off of this desk. There's a film of dirt. Of course. And it uh, is really intriguing me. <laughs> it seems to be. It seems I'm to re- scratching it off the desk with a guitar pick. It's it, really nice. I'm wondering if that's like y- you intend to clean it that way or if it's just therapeutic. You've got a whole Kleenex here full of dirt right now. <laughs> yeah, ju- there is a Kleenex full, full of dirt. Full of just It's just like this weird film of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like dirt. I think no, me sh- too. We should get I don't think there's any other way to clean it. Uh, that is a damn shame. But also, at least it's a fun one. Uh, <laughs> so three, you said, right? Yes, I did. Season one, episode seven, the moth. It's a the char- moth. The moth, my friend. Uh-huh. And it is a Charlie episode. Oh, cool! First Charlie episode. Uh, the very first Charlie episode. Yeah. Great. Uh, I love it. Maybe our last Charlie episode. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to. Confirm I love that. that too. That'll yeah. We'll be watching that one next week. Uh, so. That's the damn show, isn't it? That's the show. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I've been Bean. I've been James. You can follow me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. You can catch up with James at jamesbrown.space and all of his misgivings and misfortunes. <laughs> uh, you should listen to James Brown's other podcast, Lovable Favorites, uh, where... Featuring Bean. Bean was just on an episode. I was just on an episode just last week, and guess what? Uh, Jack, who guested last week, also is on that podcast every yeah. damn time. Every time. Every time. Uh, they read fan fiction to each other. It's good. Uh, you can follow the show at Island Shuffle on Twitter, facebook.com slash the Island Shuffle on Facebook, of course. We are hosted on noisespace.xyz, which is a wonderful network that is full of all kinds of great podcasts that I like to hear, including <laughs> my pod cabbages, uh, City Girls Make Do, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Giants Confirmed, Stuck in the Middle with You, uh, The Stick, and more than that as well. <laughs> uh, and it's a great little network, and I love to be a part of it. Uh, shout out to Matt for hosting us. Uh, finally, if you enjoyed what you hear, I beseech you, we implore you to leave us a positive rating and review Please. on iTunes. Uh, Please. Because guess what? That's a thing that is Please. apparently good for us. Please. We're Please. dying. We're Please. dying and you need to water us with reviews. Please. Please. We beg of you. Please. Please. Give us a review and like and oh. Oh, we've come to the end of the show. I 